This episode of Cut the Crap Podcast is brought to you by Sierra Sil Health. Sierra Sil Health is a company with a vision to help 1 million or more people live healthier and more active lives. One way they accomplish that is with Joint Formula 14. Many professional athletes have reported increased performance and decreased recovery times using Sierra Sil. Now, for those of you who demand a lot out of your body, give back to your body with the help of Sierra Sil for reduced inflammation and detoxification, which translates into reduced delayed onset muscle soreness and faster recovery times. Professional football players, NHL stars, amateur athletes like Kevin O'Connor, the fastest five-kilometer road racer in Canada, have all found the benefits of Sierracil to be vital to their success. So you guys, go ahead, test your limits. I bet you they're further than you think. All you need is the right supplementation to help you get there. So the folks at Sierracil want to challenge you and put you on the Sierracil 14-day challenge today so you can see what a difference these anti-inflammatory minerals can do for your pain. They are so confident in their product that they are offering a full refund if you're not entirely satisfied. So go to sierrasil.com and order Joint Formula 14 today. That's sierrasil, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com. That's sierrasil.com. Filler in business books and audiobooks takes up time that you don't have. You're here because you want the golden nuggets from each book without all the BS. The more you learn, the more power you have to affect the world around you. This is the Cut the Crap Podcast. Never read a book again. And here's your host, Ryan Caligiuri. Hey, you guys, what is going on? Ryan Caligiuri here. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where week after week I make sure you never have to read another business book again. You guys know how this goes, because I'm doing it every single week for you. I'm taking all that dirty work under my belt, and I'm doing it for you. So thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. So today what we're talking about is a little thing called grit. Now, a few months ago, I was talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, and the word grit kept coming up. And yeah, to be successful, you need grit. And ah, this guy just doesn't have what it takes. He lacks grit. So in my mind, I'm like, what the hell is grit anyways? What is this thing we call grit? So I looked up a few books, as I usually do, and found this great book called Grit to Great, How Perseverance, Passion, and Pluck Take You from Ordinary to Extraordinary. So what is this book about? I picked up this book because I want to learn about grit, and that's exactly what I did in this book. The authors, Linda Kaplan-Taylor and Robin Koval, they tackle the topic of grit through different lenses. They look at you know, the idea of perseverance, the idea of perspiration, determination, sheer stick-to-itiveness, and they apply a lot of these elements to their own careers. Because these women, they didn't have any advantages when they were coming up in the world. They relied on hard work, their stick-to-itiveness, their perseverance, their perspiration to rise up the ranks. I mean, they didn't have any type of advantage. They didn't have privileges. They worked hard. And because of their relentless drive, they succeeded. And they got to the top of their very competitive profession, which was advertising. Very tough spot to be in. So kudos on them for creating this book, for creating some clarity around the idea of grit, and helping all of us understand what we need to increase our grittiness. I like that, grittiness. So who is this episode for? Anyone that is intimidated by fear of rejection... Anyone that wants to know the secret ingredient to success, anyone taking on long projects, and anyone faced with a serious challenge that they think is hopeless. So with that in mind, let's crack right into this one. Golden nugget number one. Grit is about relying on hard work and not just talent. 
The authors run an advertising agency and tell us about how they were trying to win the business of a major fast food giant, Wendy's. While they wanted the business so badly, they knew that there were other firms that had a greater likelihood of winning the business because of their pedigree, their relationships, their experience, and a whole host of other reasons that they could come up with. So what was their strategy to win the business? Their strategy was to work harder. Call that a bad strategy all you want, but they put in 70 to 80 hours a week for months and even went as far as working at Wendy's themselves to truly understand their operations. They became so obsessed with winning this contract and did as much as possible to prepare themselves for the pitch. So what was the result of all this hard work? The result was they won the contract and the reason they won, according to Wendy's, was because they worked the hardest to win the business. Now this story supports research conducted by Gabriel Utingen, who compared students against their peers and their level of success. Now the study revealed that those who spent more time daydreaming about their aspirations ended up with fewer jobs and jobs that didn't pay well. This was in comparison to those that took more actions to get what they wanted, who ended up earning more and attaining careers in competitive fields. So that's a cool little bit of research to back up the story there that the uh, authors bring to the table. So what's their takeaway here? Let's face it, just because you work hard, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win every battle. However, if you work harder than your competition in the areas of sales, marketing, and innovation, you will win more often than they will. Now, there are a lot of people who get comfortable with the fact that they can rely on their talents in specific areas. However, however, there is always someone out there who is willing to outwork you and outhustle you. Now, I know this firsthand as I've been in many scenarios where I was with a company that was an absolute underdog in the field. They competed against giants like IBM, Deloitte, HP, and a whole bunch of others. But how did we win? What did we do to win? How did we win those contracts? We went the extra mile in our follow-up. We got more creative in how we followed up. We made videos talking directly to those prospects. We scoured their Facebook and Twitter feeds to see what they liked, and we sent them certain items that showed we took the time to get to know them. Now, we lost a lot at the beginning, but we eventually won critical contracts because we outworked the giants. The giants relied on their pedigree, their talents. We outworked them, and we won. Every single person has this competitive advantage in their pocket if you have the grit to stick with it. So don't forget that, you guys. You want to know what grit is? Grit is about relying on hard work and not just your talents. You got to outwork your competition to win. Golden nugget number two. Grit is about being comfortable with rejection. Jia Zheng, a former web analytics and testing manager at Dell, decided to leave his job after being inspired by a video by Steve Jobs. Now, he wanted to become an entrepreneur and build his own business. Well, for anyone that knows about starting their own business, they know the feeling of rejection all too well. Well, Jia wasn't ready for this, and he was on the verge of turning back and going to corporate America because rejection was so much. But this didn't stop Jia. Jiao was smart and realized that if he could just get over the fear of rejection, he would increase his odds of success. So he decided to take massive action and learn as much from rejection as possible so he didn't fear it anymore. It's a great idea. He created the 100 Days of Rejection project where he would do something different every single day that would very likely end up in rejection. 
like asking a stranger for $100, asking a person on the street to compete with him in a foot race, or asking strangers to pump their gas. Now, what he learned from this was how powerful he could be if he just bit down and powered through rejection. As a result of getting over rejection, Jia now runs his own consultancy called Wuju Learning and is more successful now than he ever was because he learned to overcome the power that rejection had over him. So what's the takeaway here? The takeaway, very simply, is that rejection sucks. It sucks, but we all face it. Rejection is the single biggest killer of grit, in my opinion, because people are capable of so much but they give themselves so much anxiety because they fear being put on the spot and not having an answer. They fear looking stupid. They fear failing. Well, guess what? You need all of those experiences before you can truly achieve a level of success that you're happy with. It's in those moments of failure. It's in those moments of rejection where you're going to learn your biggest lessons, your most powerful lessons that will make you more successful in the future. Now, for any of you good folks in sales, you know the feelings of rejection all too well. Some of you right now might even be putting off making cold calls because you're scared of what the person on the other end of the phone might say to you. You might be terrified of having to go and make that presentation because you're scared of failure. Guys, this is reality. Rejection is a tool that we need to use to our advantage to win. Rejection isn't a setback. It's a set up for us to learn something that we don't have yet. If you're being rejected, if you're failing, that just means there's something that you don't know yet. And it's your responsibility to take that rejection, to learn as much from it, and come back better, come back stronger. Use rejection as a tool to make yourself more successful. God knows I've failed so much. I've failed a lot in my career, and I feel like I've gone further in my career than a lot of my peers, and not to sound cocky or anything, but I feel like I've gone further because I've done more. People look at me and they say, wow, like, look at what you've done in your career. And it's like, yeah, I've done a lot. But guess what? That also means that I've failed a lot too. I've probably failed twice as much as my peers, which is why I have twice as much as them and twice as much experience because I'm just comfortable with failure. I don't care. If I fail, I fail. Who gives a damn? It means I just have to learn something more. I don't care about looking stupid. I don't care at all. I might go into some things feeling, you know, pretty uh, unprepared and that happens. That happens. And guess what? Next time, I don't go in unprepared. Next time, I know what to do to prepare for my, uh, my meeting or prepare for that call or prepare for that creative voicemail message that I want to leave. Whatever it is, get comfortable with rejection, you guys. It's a tool. It exists for us to use it to become better. I need you to look at rejection that way. Look at it as a tool to help you get better. The moment you do that, that's the moment you become a little bit more gritty because you start being more comfortable with rejection. All right, bonus nugget time. Grit is about overcoming fear when creating content. Now, this bonus nugget is brought to you by Modern Earth Web Design. The way you interact with your customers has changed, and it's going to continue to change. Traditional forms of marketing, they're just not as effective as they once were. Are you doing enough? Are you taking the actions to keep pace with your competition? Modern Earth Web Design are experts at online marketing and can help you lead the way in your industry with active blog and social media management, ongoing search engine optimization, and targeted pay-per-click campaigns on Facebook, Twitter, Google, and more. Visit modernearth.net to set up a no-obligation consultation to see what online marketing can do for your website. modernearth.net, solutions for an online world. All right, so 
Grit, it's about overcoming fear when creating content. Completely agree with this. Because businesses often put off growing their social media presence out of fear. Fear of negative feedback. Fear that their content won't be well received. Fear that they're not going to be able to be successful with this. Now, the beauty of social media and content development is that you can track and measure the content you put out and see in real time how your audience reacts to it. Once you have that intel, once you have that knowledge, you can put out more of what people like and cut the crap on the things that they don't like. Now, each social media platform will provide you with click and engagement metrics for all the content you publish, whether it's photos, links, or videos, etc., etc., so you can compare as close as possible which content style works best on each platform. A great tip here from the folks at Modern Earth is to create a spreadsheet and track the engagement that you get from each social network month to month or post to post to see trends and how people engage with your content on different platforms. What are people liking? What are they sharing? What are they reading? What are they clicking on? Are there certain themes that people are clicking on more often than not? Are people clicking on your blog posts more uh, depending on what time you post that? Are people clicking on your blog posts when you use more of a compelling headline? You gotta test these things. Now the key here though, is to just get started. A good tip here is to come up with a theme that you can build around and start developing content around that theme. For example, this podcast, Cut the Crap Podcast, it's built around a theme. It's built around books. You can build a theme around anything you want. You can build a theme around poor websites and what makes them bad and how you can make them great. You can build a theme around horror stories and information security and so on. There's so many different types of themes you can build around. So the advice to you is find your theme and begin building content around that theme. You have to get started. It's like anything else. Once you get started, you're not going to be great at it. But the more you do it, the better at it you're going to become. So a great tip here from Modern Earth on this bonus nugget is that grit is about overcoming fear when creating content. You want to be successful in business. You want to grow your business. You want to grow your pipeline. You want to be successful in sales. You want to be successful in marketing. You have to build content. We are in a content-centric world, and if you're not building content, then you're behind the eight ball. So thank you so much to Modern Earth Web Design for this bonus nugget and this great reminder of how important content and measuring our content is. Golden nugget number three. Grit is about persevering when you want to quit. Achieving success takes courage to push through rejection. But it also requires perseverance to push through the natural inclination that you need to quit. Grit is about taking on those big projects and not giving in to that little voice that tells you it's time to quit. You've done this too long. You're not getting the results you want. It's time to step back and stop what you're doing. Grit is about keeping yourself motivated by finding the little achievements that you will experience along your long journey. Take, for example, the story of a man who once had a vision to make the big tobacco conglomerates responsible for countless lung cancer-related deaths. He decided that it was his mission to be the man who held these companies responsible for their harmful products. His plan? To make these big conglomerates pay for the medical costs of patients suffering with illnesses caused by cigarette smoke. Now, the problem was that this was going to take a very, very long time to realize. This is a journey. He faced countless rejections on this journey, but he continued to persevere through the rejection. 
Now, as the years went on, he slowly built a strong team and kept himself motivated by the small wins he had along this journey. So what happened? Eventually, many years later, Mike Moore won his battle against these massive companies and got them to pay out $100 billion to 46 states covering the medical costs of smoking. A truly incredible story of a man on a journey, he has a mission, and he accomplished it. So what's your takeaway here? If you're an entrepreneur growing a business, someone launching a new product or service, if you're a marketing professional launching a content marketing campaign, if you're a salesperson trying to grow your pipeline, you need to heed this advice very carefully. In all of those scenarios, you are not going to be successful right out of the gate. It's just not going to happen. You will not be an overnight success, so you need to find little successes along the way to keep you motivated to continue on the path that you're already on. Now, somebody that I know and respect so, so much, Gary Vaynerchuk, the man who took a $3 million wine business and turned it into a $60 million wine business, he did that by creating online wine reviews, and guess what? When he started that, he didn't get a single view for his first 18 months. 18 months. Did he quit? No, of course not. And because he didn't quit, he went on to achieve incredible success. Now let me ask you a question. Would you have given up after a month? Two months? Three months? If you didn't see anybody viewing your videos, would you have kept going for three months? Chances are you would have quit. But 18 months, would you have kept going for 18 months without quitting? God, I'd be shocked if there's anybody out there who kept going. It's just not in a lot of people's DNA to keep going and facing rejection after rejection after rejection, disappointment, missed expectations. You know, a lot of people, they expect to go out there, create a video blog, and you know, I expect to have at least a thousand views after my first month. You kidding me? People have this delusion that they're bigger and greater than what they truly are. It's just not true. It takes a lot of time for you to build up a reputation. It takes a lot of time for you to build up an asset that's going to fuel your life, that's going to attract attention. Now, a guy like Gary Vaynerchuk, he had a vision. But most of all, he had perseverance. And today, because of his perseverance, he is wildly successful. So don't forget, grit is about persevering when you want to quit. And last, but certainly not least, golden nugget number four. Grit is about looking at challenges as opportunities. Now, it's so easy for someone to tell you to look at challenges as opportunities, especially when they're not in your shoes. However, that is exactly what you need to do. You need to approach life as if everything is happening for you and not to you. This is one of the most difficult things to do. However, is a powerful shift in thinking that has the ability to empower you to take failures and challenges and use them to your advantage. Now, there was once a woman who was diagnosed with schizophrenia after hearing voices in her head that played to her most deep-seated fears and nightmares. Now, while most people would crumble and forfeit their life in this circumstance, this woman, she didn't do that. Instead, she used it as a springboard for her life. Instead, she began studying psychology to better understand her challenge, and over time, she earned her PhD. 
And now, Ms. Eleanor Longden sits on the board of a global support and resource organization that helps people with the same mental illness that she has. She used her adversity to her advantage to fuel her curiosity and desire for learning and helping others. Eleanor, she has grit because she was able to see the gain and betterment that was possible by achieving her goals. This line of thinking is what empowers people with grit to accomplish what seems impossible and to overcome the challenges that they face. Just look at any one of those famous people who took a setback and used it as a set up for success. Whether it was Michael Jordan getting kicked off his basketball team, Oprah getting fired by being told she wasn't made for TV, or Steve Jobs who got ousted from the company that he helped create in the first place. All of these individuals saw these as opportunities to improve, to come back stronger, and saw it as something that was happening for them and not to them. So what's the final takeaway here? The takeaway here, guys, is that there is not one business out there, not one business that isn't facing some kind of challenge. You're all facing challenges. Now, some challenges, they're more dire than others, but we all face challenges. Sometimes these challenges will force you to undergo extremely painful situations, like having to lay off great employees or drop a particular client. But if you look at those incidents as setups and not setbacks, you can use them to create something great. Now take, for example, one of my clients. Many years ago, they faced that exact same situation. They made all their money with a product that the market just eventually outgrew. Now, as a result, revenues dropped significantly. Clients left for other products, and they were now losing money every single month. It was a terrible situation. Now, the CEO, he had to make the really tough decision to let go of some long-term employees. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. These employees, I mean, he invited them out to Christmas at his family for crying out loud to let go of these people. They weren't employees. They were friends. They were like family. But he couldn't afford to keep them anymore. I mean, damn, that's a, just a really tough position to be in. And I fell for him. I was there with him. It was tough. One day we were sitting down to dinner and I asked him a question. I said, what did you learn from all this? And how can you use this situation, all the lessons you've learned, how can you use it to springboard this company to its next life? Now, he sat down, he really thought about it, he didn't have an answer for me, as I didn't expect he had an answer at that moment, but he thought about it and pondered on it. Now, the CEO and I worked together for a number of years to develop a new vision and a new version of their old product that was better suited to a more niche marketplace. The company, they were leaner, they were more focused and making more profit per month than ever because he learned the lessons that he had, he saw the errors in his ways in terms of how he was running the business, and he was able to come back stronger. In fact, he was even able to hire back some of his former employees that he had to let go. Now, all of this success came about as a result of him using his challenge as a setup for something greater. Now, this is a truly a really great comeback story because he faced so many challenges, but he's able to take those challenges, everything that he faced, and make an improvement on every single thing that he did. The way he hired, the way he priced things, the way he managed the company, the way he managed the bottom line, the way he managed expenses. It went deep. It went through everything. So the takeaway here, guys, is that no matter what you're going through, your mindset is the most important factor to your ability in overcoming your challenges. So don't forget this. Grit, it's all about looking at your challenges as opportunities. Opportunities to learn, to grow, to improve, and to make a comeback 
for a stronger, brighter future. All right, my friends, there we have it. There's grit to great how perseverance, passion, and pluck take you from ordinary to extraordinary. Now, I had to look up the definition of pluck myself. Pluck, by the way, is spirited and determined courage, just in case you wanted to know. I hope you guys enjoyed that book. Some really good takeaways from that. If you guys want the summary from that, the PDF summary of all these golden nuggets, go to cutthecrappodcast.com and sign up. Give me your first name, last name, and email address, and I'll make sure that gets into your inbox every Monday morning so that you have that to review, make notes on, print up, save, keep on your desk, whatever the hell it is you want to do with it. Just want to make sure that you guys have your hands on it because it's a useful tool that I love using, so I want to make sure you guys can use it as well too. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for joining me again on another episode of Cut the Crap Podcast. I can't wait to get back here next week, you guys, with a brand new business book and brand new golden nuggets. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I love you guys. Take it easy. Every day, every day that I live my life, I get five to 27 emails from people that are telling me that they sh- are quitting or they should quit or, or are really coming to me as a last resort to uh, convince them not to quit, I think, a lot of times or, or, or maybe give them confirmation that they should quit. Uh, you know, hey Gary, uh, this is Sally. I've been doing my blog now for nine months and I'm not getting the results that I like to see or that I was promised or that you and you endo, uh, should I give up? Like, you know, should I, is my, is my content not good enough? Am I, is my voice not good enough? And, and I think about it every time, every time I see these emails, every time people ask me at conferences, I think about it. I think about how sad I am that I wasn't documenting my life or putting out content or doing the Ask Gary V show during those five and a half years of Wine Library TV. Especially those 18 months when nobody was watching. You know, the story that's never told is the story that I was building Wine Library to a huge company long before Wine Library TV and that the first month that I did Wine Library TV was the first time that Wine Library had not grown 30% over the prior year's revenue. So not only did I have the patience to let it play itself out and win, it was a scenario where I was actually losing money by being patient. Many of the people that are gonna watch this video are not achieving what they want and are lacking the patience and think everything happens overnight and that is coming at the cost of an unhappy life or no loss financially, just loss in time. Just coming at the expense of Angry Birds or House of Cards marathons, or the bowling team, or hanging out with friends and having a beer, or reading a magazine, or whatever the hell gets you off and excited as a hobby. It's coming at that expense. It's not coming at the expense of actual money, or something, or pain, uh, or you know, it's coming at the expense of a luxury.